shit cut that shit what the fuck is the deal happy friday you bitch you and i don't think i am going to do anything on mother's day but happy mother's day happy early mother's day to all of your mothers my mama included happy mother's day mom and uh happy mother's day especially to those that lost their mother you know, my prayers go up to y'all. I'll be checking on all y'all niggas too. All the ones that I know that lost their moms and shit like that. So, yeah, yeah. Happy Mother's Day all across the world, in heaven, all across the planet, baby. All the aunties, cousins, all y'all niggas, man. Y'all know what's up. Y'all know what it is. But anyway, anyway, let's get to business, man. Let's stop playing with these niggas, man. All right, all right, all right, all right. Check this out, man. So, May 7th is finally here. Top Dog revealed who the man was. And it was, in fact, Isaiah Rashad dropping his new single that I played at the beginning of the show called Lay Witcher, and it features Duke Deuce from Quality Control. And let me tell you something, man. Now, was it worth all of the anticipation and the fooling people and all in the promotion? No. But is the song hot? Absolutely. Is that motherfucker a banger? Absolutely. It has the potential to be a top 40 hit. Not number one, not number, not top 10 or all that shit. No, I think that's a regional southern banger. And I'm glad that Isaiah Rashad actually took this route for a first single. And um, his album, he just released the album title. Also, it's called The House is Burning. 
It's allegedly due in June. So shout out to Isaiah Rashad for dropping that hot shit from TDE. If y'all are unfamiliar with him, I'll uh, give you a little bit of information. Uh, he dropped his debut project, Sylvia Demo, in 2014, which I view as a classic again. Then the next album, The Sun's Tirade, which is fucking amazing. And he got an album on the way, new single on the way. And, you know, obviously, you know, a TDE announcement kind of shook up the Dreamfield camp because J. Cole dropped a new single, Interlude. And he is ready to drop his new album. I think this is his seventh album, if I'm not mistaken. Because he has Sideline, Born Center, uh... 2014 Forest Hills Drive. Um, shit. KOD. No, this is fifth album then. I could be wrong. I'm a big Cole fan, so um, let me see. Let me double check that just to make sure. Yeah, for your eyes only. I, how could I forget about my favorite Cole album? God damn it. Alright, so this will be his sixth album. The Off Season. And then also he has another album called The Fall Off that he's working on right now as well as that. So shout out to Cole. Um, Interlude was pretty good. But it seemed like it's an album cut. You know what I'm saying? He just threw... Cole just threw that out there for us. You know, Cole still had the bars and all that. But that's like... He, I, I think that J. Cole album is going to be full of bangers. But Interlude is a, is a nice little appetizer, though. Top dog. Top dog. Mr. Tiffith. Sir, where the hell is Solana's album, B? Where is SZA's new album, bro? I mean, you could have dropped the Isaiah single and snuck the SZA out. That would have been a, a better marketing plan, but I completely understand where you're coming from. Isaiah has not been out in about five years, and SZA already has a couple of singles. I can dig it. But come on, man. We waiting. Um, Budenholzer is subjected to get fired, possibly, if the Bucks do not have a... A deep playoff run, which could mean that if they lose in the conference finals, he can get fired. If they lose in the second round, he's going to get fired. If he loses in the first round, he's definitely getting fired. Mike Budenholzer has been a guy that could get you there, but can never get it done. Or never get you to the promised land. Always on the outside looking in. And Terry Stotts is on the hot seat, and the Portland Trailblazers might be looking for Jason Kidd to replace him. Now, me personally, Terry Stotts has been okay as a head coach. He kind of lets the Blazers do their own thing. But I think the Blazers need somebody who can lighten things up. And Kid, is, Kid might be the guy, but I think Lionel Hollins would be the better fit because Hollins will make Portland play defense. 
And Lionel Hollins is also a former Portland Trailblazer who won a championship in 1977 with them. So I think that Lionel Hollins would be the better fit if Stotts were to get fired. But do I think Terry Stotts deserves to get fired? Not exactly. No. And before we get to the meat and the potatoes, I apologize for not introducing the title. I was just fucking lit off the uh, the uh, the Zay juice. Pause. But um, this episode is called the King Known Awards, the NBA edition. Because yes, I have my NBA awards ready to go. It's been an injury-filled season, but before we get to that, Jay-Z, Sean Carter, you pulled a bitch move on us, man. You pulled a bitch move on us. How could you apologize for one of the greatest rap songs in American history? How could you apologize for Big Pimpin'? He apologized for the... And, and, and allegedly, from my sources, he held a press conference. I'm saying, though, how could you apologize for how you felt when you were at that time? This was 1999. You were single. You were, uh, this was before, you know, I think this is around the time that he might have been dating Aaliyah and Rosario Dawson and all these people that Jay was linked to at the time. But you were technically a single man. You weren't claiming anybody. I mean, obviously, the lyrics make sense. Just because you got good head, I'm going to break bread so you could be living it up. That's logical, in a sense. Like, I don't want to be with a person that's going to divorce me. For whatever reason, and then split my money. Like, come on, man. I don't, I mean, yes, some of the lyrics can be viewed as misogynistic, but that's how he felt at the time. You know, music is music, art is art, and music is a free form of expression. Whether you think it's misogynistic or not, or something that's worth apologizing for, that's you, but I disagree with Jay-Z 100%, and I'm not with that shit. He shouldn't have to apologize for some shit. That's those white billionaires. But we're not going to have that conversation right now. Let that marinate. But anyway, let's get to this, uh, my NBA awards, man. Let's, 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 uh, speed this process up a little bit, shall we? My MVP is Joel Embiid. I, I know, I know, I heard it all before. 
Joker played more games. Joker deserves the MVP. Joel Embiid missed, missed some of the season. Well, I mean, come on, man. Joel Embiid didn't intentionally hurt himself. From my eyes, in the games that I've seen Joel Embiid play, he had a major impact not only on his team, but on both sides of the ball. He had gotten better at every aspect of basketball. Now, that, I'm not going to take away what Nikola Jokic did this season. He's had an amazing season, and he has had it a lot tougher in a tougher conference. I can dig it. Philadelphia is playing in the East where the top six seeds are good, but the rest of them are terrible. I get it. But I'm still going to give it to Embiid. I mean, he's on the number one team in the West. Don't they have the best record in the league? Let me check that. Yes. Actually, they have the third best record in the conference. The Jazz have the best record in the league. I take that back. I stand corrected. But yeah, Joel Embiid's my MVP. And then, and then of course, Steph Curry. I get it. I get it. Stephen Curry took that bold-ass team with the second-best player is Andrew Wiggins, who has never really measured up to his potential. I think he ass. That's just me personally. I don't care about people who say he's averaging this and that. I don't give a shit about that. Andrew Wiggins should be averaging 25, 5, and 5 per game. That's not difficult, especially on the team where you're going to get the ball a lot and Steph is facing box one sets and double teams. And then Draymond Green averaging seven points per game, averaging a triple single is weird to me. He's averaging six, eight, and nine. Well, seven, eight, and nine. I'm sorry. That's nasty. Draymond can't average 15, eight, and nine. I'm just saying, bro. But I get why you would want Curry to win MVP, but they are eighth in the West. So that automatically takes Curry out that conversation. I got Embiid. Rookie of the year. I got LaMelo Ball. You can hit me with that Anthony Edwards didn't miss many games crap, but Anthony Edwards is playing for a shitty Minnesota Timberwolves team that he obviously did not make that much better. Now, Anthony Edwards has had great highlights this season and he can play I think he can be a poor man's Dwayne Wade or just as maybe as good as Dwayne Wade if the Minnesota Timberwolves strike gold in the next couple of drafts and in free agency but LaMelo Ball has come in to Charlotte and had an immediate impact last year the Charlotte Hornets did not make the playoffs LaMelo Ball as soon as he stepped through the dough he came in the in the dough and he told you before. Him, Scary Terry, Miles Bridges, the human highlight film, Gordon Hayward, who was killing. Gordon Hayward was kind of like an underrated pickup. I'm not going to lie. Um... So, I don't think it's any question on who the MVP is. I mean, the Rookie of the Year is. 
Because I feel like the other rookies, I mean, Wiseman got hurt. Okoro couldn't necessarily um, be the second best player on Cleveland. Patrick Williams was solid for most of the season. Jayshon Tate, that nigga was good, but Houston's, Houston was terrible. Charlotte Hornets are going to make the playoffs. No more explanations. Defensive player of the year. I'm going to throw y'all for, I'm going to throw a curveball at y'all. Y'all not going to expect this one. Everybody's picking Ben Simmons to win, but I'm not. I'm picking Drew Holiday as my defensive player of the year. Here's why. I feel like Drew Holiday, you know, Ben, I mean, I'm actually going to use the excuse of Ben Simmons missed too much time. And uh, that's where that argument helps. But Drew Holiday for the Milwaukee Bucks has made a major impact on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, and then also Holiday can, Holiday can score at will. And still, you know, Drew can score 19, 20 points a game and not lose any energy checking the other team's best player. He checks threes, he checks twos, he checks ones, and some fours. And I think that Drew Holiday is one of the more fearless guys in the league, hands down. Most improved player, this isn't even close. It is, drum roll please, Julius Randle. Julius motherfucking Randle. Let me tell you something. This is a Kobe baby right here. This nigga got a lot of his shit from the Black Mamba, and he's always put up decent numbers. He's always averaged 19, 20 points per game. It's just that Randle hadn't asserted himself as the number one option up until this season. The New York Knicks were dead shit in the water. Last season. This year, with an improving season from Julius Randle, has got them in the playoff contention. Not to mention the coaching of Tom Thibodeau and the great six-man play of Derrick Rose. This is, And then the great play of Emmanuel Quickly and, and R.J. Barrett. Various other guys on the Knicks. Don't get me wrong. Randle didn't do it on his own, but his improvement and his... He became an all-star for the first time this season. So shout out to Julius Randle. It's not even close for most improved player. I mean, there's other guys that have improved but not at the level of Julius Randle. Coach of the year, I got Quinn Snyder. Um, Utah, I mean, Quinn Snyder's a solid coach. It's tough because, you know, there's a lot of, you know, it's a lot of candidates that kind of deserved it. I mean, Tyron Lue, Doc Rivers. I think those are the two other guys that should be candidates along with him. 
I'm just saying. I just feel like, um, Quinn Snyder has got this team number one in the West, the best record overall. His defensive schemes is great. His offensive schemes are great. It's just an all-around great season for Snyder. But I wouldn't be surprised if they give it to Tyron um, or Monty Williams. Monty Williams, um, low-key, can be in this conversation as well because he got these guys from one season to another from being pretty much a 10 seed, right? A team that was 0.5 games away from the playing game to the number two seed in the Western Conference, as tough as that is. But, you know, if Monty Williams is your choice for coach of the year, I'm not mad at you, but I got Quinn Snyder. Sixth man of the year, you got to go with Jordan Clarkson. He leads all bench players in scoring, and when you need that spark off the bench, Jordan Clarkson is a more... I'm not going to compare him to Crawford and Lou Will. I think Jordan Clarkson plays his own brand of basketball. He plays like Kobe if he came off the bench. Like Kobe in 98 when he came off the bench for the Lakers. Clarkson's aggression, his scoring, his defense is a little bit underrated. But that's another Kobe baby, by the way. I'm just saying, like, Clarkson has stepped his game up. He's definitely improved. He could be another candidate for most improved player, but Clarkson by far is the sixth man of the year. I mean, Derrick Rose would probably be another good choice. All right, now here's where shit gets real. All NBA first team, second team, and third team. Now, this is very difficult here. The guard position is very, 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 very close. There's going to be a lot of snubs in the all-NBA first, second, and third teams. There's going to be a lot of snubs at the guard position because of, a you know, it's at least 15 to 20 guards that stepped their game up this year. But I'm going to go with all-NBA first team. I got... Steph, Dame, Giannis, Kawhi, and Joel Embiid. I mean, that was an easy decision for me. But a lot of people might say, you know, all right, I'll just say say the teams and, and, and just be done with it. All NBA second team, I got Luka Doncic, Donovan Mitchell, LeBron James, Julius Randle, and Nikola Jokic. Joker. All in NBA third team, I have Kyrie, James Harden, Kevin Durant, Zion Williamson, and Rudy Gobert. Now, I know what you're thinking. Where's Russell Westbrook? Where's Bradley Beal? Where's Zach Levine? Where is um 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 is somebody important missing in here? That I know that motherfucker's oh Chris Paul. That's what they're gonna be tripping about. No, Chris Paul! Chris Paul's numbers aren't necessarily there, but I agree that Chris Paul has had the biggest impact or one of the bigger impacts on his team. 
but you got to get it done in all areas and aspects. Chris Paul is not the best player on his team. Devin Booker is. Devin Booker is a better candidate for all NBA team than Chris Paul is. And that's another snub that I have. But it's hard to really choose. Paul George, that's another one. Like that guard position, it's hard to pick six guards out of 17, 18 guards that had a hell of a season, bro. That's tough. And that's a hard job for me. But again, I'm going to read it again. First team, Steph, Dame, Giannis, Kawhi, Embiid. Second team, Luka, Donovan Mitchell, LeBron James, Julius Randle, Nikola Jokic. All-NBA third team, Kyrie, Harden, Durant, Zion, Rudy Gobert. All right. Let me get to my first team all-defensive teams. First team all-defensive team. Drew Holiday, Ben Simmons, Kawhi Leonard, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and Rudy Gobert. All right. Second team all-defensive team. Chris Paul, Paul George, Jimmy Butler, DeMontis Sabonis, and, and uh, Miles Turner. I know, I know. Where is Embiid? Um, Embiid's defense has regressed a little bit, but he's still... But that's because he exerts a lot of energy on the offensive side of the ball. He, he, he can play defense, he can block shots, he can do chase downs and all that shit. But I think... Miles Turner leading the league in blocks kind of helped his case for being second team all defensive. That's all I'm going to really say on that. I mean, the rest, you know, is self-explanatory. It's nothing really much to explain about the first team. All rookie first team, LaMelo Ball, Anthony Edwards, Sadiq Bey, Jayshon Tate, and James Wiseman. All rookie second team. Emmanuel Quickly, Tyrese Halliburton, Isaac Okoro, Patrick Williams, and Isaiah Stewart. Y'all can debate with me. Y'all can hit me up on Instagram, uh, at KingKnown on Instagram. You know what I'm saying? If y'all have. Or y'all can just hit me up on, on uh, Facebook. If y'all have any... Uh, questions or concerns about this but i'm gonna get the hell up out of here i've been going way too long i'm out